Jay Brown with it. Come on, Jay Brown. I like the way you teach it, not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up, yeah. I like the way you teach it, not preachy. I like to listen up. Listen up. I like the way you teach it, not preachy. I like to listen up. I like the way you teach it, not preachy. You better listen up. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Preachy, where you can be informed, inspired, comforted, and convicted, all from the Word of God, just not too preachy. I'm your host, JB, so if you're first time, my name is Jason Brown, but since you're in, that means you're my friend, so you can call me JB, and I am the host for this show. Sometimes I do it by myself because I have a word I want to share with you guys uh, and just have a conversation with you, um, but if uh, there, there are times when I all... So bring in uh, some people, and uh, I got I got a special one tonight. Before I bring in my guest for tonight, I want to give a couple of shout-outs. Uh, well, really, one in particular. Uh, let me start with a general shout-out to all of the Divine Nine uh, January Founders Days. But there's one in particular because my favorite girl, which is my wife, belongs to this um, devastatingly... In, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the good word I want to use? Illustrious... Uh, sorority. Uh, tomorrow is January 13th, um, and that is the Founders Day for Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So shout out to all of uh, the sisters of Delta Sigma Theta. Coleman Love is definitely in the building. Uh, so if you don't know, it's okay. You can go Google some of it, uh, but there are some things where you just have to be a part of it to understand. So shout out uh, for J13. And that does not exclude all of the other Januaries, but I live with the J13. And so J13 gets a special shout out. If you know a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, tomorrow is annual buy lunch for Delta Day. So go and treat uh, your friends who are members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated to lunch tomorrow. Uh, they're not going to have no time for you in the evening uh, because they're going to be on Zoom calls all over the world with their line sisters and with their sisters that are international. Uh, but I want you to go and take a Delta to lunch. And if you can't do it tomorrow, there's still time. You can always take a Delta to lunch. Uh, honey, I got dinner for you tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to look like. But we'll figure that thing out. We'll figure that thing out. So uh, that's, the, that's the shout out I have. If you have a birthday today, uh, yesterday, or this last couple of days, happy birthday to you. Uh, Micah, Micah, can't think of Micah's last night. Uh, Arvy. Happy birthday to you, man. I think he's 12 years old. That's Martin's son. Uh, so happy birthday to you. And uh, we'll go on from there. Uh, tonight's guest is someone that is very special to my heart. Um, this person is one of the two, one of the three reasons I work so hard and I do the things that I do. Uh, one reason, of course, is my wife. Uh, there's my daughter, Jaden, who you probably know, but you're going to get a chance to meet her. Uh, but that young lady and this guy are definitely the best of whatever I am. Um, somebody I'm extremely proud of. Um, I 
actually listen to because he's very thoughtful when he wants to be and very silly on other times. Uh, you may know him. I don't know the last time you saw him, but I want to introduce to some and present to others my oldest child, my son, Jeremiah. Y'all give him a hand, please. Come on in, man. Come on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's going to take his time coming in. Jeremiah, what's up, bro? Nothing. Nothing? All right, you're going to have to speak up. All right. <laughs> you all right? All right. This is my son, y'all. If you've never met him, um, you'll see uh, if we're not going to stand up tonight. That's why we're sitting down on these chairs so y'all don't realize how much uh, bigger than me uh, that he's becoming. Let them see. But if I stand up, then they won't see the whole thing. It's all not right. going to happen. All right. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. I, I want to bring you in, uh, Jeremiah, because... Um, uh, there's there's something that you have to offer, but before we get into all the serious stuff, we always do not too preachy with this particular segment. It's called "I'm Vexed." Simply something that irritates you, that may be funny or may be serious. However you want to attack it, I want to know: Is there anything that happened today, or in general, that vexes you? Um, something that vexes me is when a famous celebrity. Preferably a rapper dies, and then all of a sudden he's the best rapper in the world. He or she is the best rapper in the world. It doesn't make sense. Why does Why does that vex you? Though? Because all you're doing is just giving somebody clout just because they died. Like it doesn't make sense. I I get it. Do you like? Do you have an exact example? Um. Yes. There was a rapper by the name of King Vaughn. I don't know who King Vaughn is. He, a Chicago rapper that was on the rise that got murdered. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I go to school, all of a sudden he's the best rapper in the world. And for my hip-hop fans, we all know that whoever King Vaughn is, dead or alive, and rest in peace to him and to his, you know, prayers to his family, but he is definitely... So then, if he's not the best rapper, in your mind, who then would you say is the best rapper? That's a good question. I would probably have to say Andy Minio. Andy Minio. Oh, my God. You, you know what? Let me say something, people. Y'all know I'm a child of hip-hop, and I love hip-hop, and many of y'all are hip-hop heads on here. If you've never listened to Andy Minio, Andy Minio is um, a Christian hip-hop artist with Reach Records. He's on Lecrae's label. If you've never heard Andy Minio rap, sheesh. You need to check him out. Andy Minio is the business. Shout out, Andy Minio. Hey, call me when you see this video. All right? Free publicity right there. Not like you need it, though. All right. Can I drop it? I'm vexed. Yes. Alright, y'all see the shirt I'm wearing? The shirt I'm wearing, especially particularly for my podcasters, um, is a shirt that has uh, a rendition of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, but in the style of the album cover for Outkast Stankonia. So, hip-hop heads, you know that. Alright? It's not meant to offend, so if you think it's offensive, eh, you know, I'm going to wear it anyway. Here's what vexes me. I found this shirt, this design on Instagram, and I ordered it. Right? But I ordered it, did not knowing from, I forgot the name of this company. 
It took, first of all, I'm vexed because it took over a month for the shirt to get here. It's a good looking shirt. They got to make it. Then I got the shirt and it was real bootleggish. Real bootleggish. Only to find out and do some research on this company. I want to say it's like Natural or something like that. Who I don't know who these people are, but they put all these, you know, uh, black faces on their shirts with all these cool sayings or whatever. Only to do research on this company to find out they were bootlegging from somebody else. Y'all know what bootlegging is for people that, for y'all that go to the beauty shop and you go get those CDs uh, that are not licensed by the company that made the movie or whatever. Bootlegging. They were bootlegging. Only to find out that I had to find the real place that sold these shirts and the guy that made the design. That that really bothered me that they really bootlegging this shirt. And I know people do it all the time. They bootlegging. But it was, if you're going to bootleg, at least it needs to be a decent product. But that's what I get for not doing the research. I'm vexed when people go out and steal other people's work and take credit for it. So this shirt is by a guy named Chuck Styles. The name of the the name of the design is Activonia. Activonia. Stankonia. Activist. Activonia. And so I got it um, on Chuck Styles' website. So I went and got the shirt from the actual designer of the shirt, Chuck Styles. But all that bootlegging, pretending that your company is woke and all of that stuff, and then you're not fake woke. Makes Trying sense. to capitalize. That's, that, makes sense. That makes sense? All right. That's, that's enough for the vex. That wasn't a big vex, but I just, I'm not big on on that kind of thing. No no, no shade to anybody that's bought, bought bootleg movies, DD. No shade at all. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk. Let's talk to you for a second. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, thirteen years old, eighth grade. Um, play baseball. I've won maybe twelve or thirteen tournaments with my team, or with several teams actually. Um, what um, uh, what what were the names of those those teams? Texas Blue Chips, Stamos Storm, and Texas Saints, right? I think you won. I think you may have got some with the Saints. I yeah. think we won one. Yeah, you got one with the Saints. You do have a ring with the Saints. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything else? Uh, I like to play sports video games specifically. Specifically? What, which one? Um... 2K21. What 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 is for for our audience? Can you tell us what? Um, it's basically the NBA put into a video game, and then there's five different modes. My favorite one is my team because you like have player cards, and then you can play with those player cards, and then you but they only have a certain amount of games that they can play, so you have to consistently earn new contracts in order to play them. So. Oh, so it's almost like you, like a... Like a real contract. Wow, okay. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So it's almost set up like a real situation. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Tell, tell me, um, what are some of your favorite things? We know baseball. Okay, so we know 2K21. Um, what are some of your other favorite things? Like hobbies and stuff that you like to do? Uh... I like to sleep. Really? I wonder where he gets that from. And then I also like watching uh, history-related movies, like not late history, like Benjamin Franklin or Thomas Jefferson type stuff. Like, but I like watching Martin Luther King, Kobe, uh, 
Because Kobe's the best athlete overall. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Even though I still don't think he's the GOAT. He's not, but he's the best athlete. Who's the GOAT then? Michael Jordan. Wait, no, take that back. LeBron James. Only, <sighs> only, only because of his height. Only because of his height. But only because of LeBron's height, he's a goat. He's better because he can do more things. Michael, if Michael Jordan was a little bit taller, he'll be a whole bunch better. Le, Michael Jordan can't guard the one through five. LeBron can. No. <laughs> I I don't even. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you because you've never seen Michael Jordan play live, and. Michael Jordan didn't have to guard Hakeem Olajuwon or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but neither does LeBron. Well, what what five what if, five does he if, have to guard? Look, if, name name a five that LeBron has to guard right now. He has to guard. Oh, what's the name? Dwight Howard. He has to guard him. Anthony Davis cannot stop him. What? He's too big. First of all, nobody needs to guard Dwight Howard. He's the best point guard in the league. Dead. <laughs> dead. You 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 and Doc Rivers. Dead. I'm not gonna go down there with you. Okay. Um what, what else are some of your favorite things? Like you have any hobbies and stuff that you like to do other than sleep? Uh I like eating breakfast food. Alright, what's your favorite breakfast food? Bacon. Bacon. We love bacon. I'm kind of, I was waiting to say, here, Dad's biscuits, because I make scratch oh, yeah. biscuits, and you can only eat them with cane syrup. Jaden. <laughs> Don't throw shade at your sister. She's not here. All right, I got another question for you. I want the people to get to know you. Huh? This is going to cause some thinking. What is your favorite memory? Probably my favorite memory is I don't even know. I don't have a favorite one. You don't have a memory? Okay, so when you think of some of your favorite memories, some of the things that happened, some of your fondest memories, what is something that actually comes up? Um, getting cut like with the glass on my hand. Tell us about that. Uh, so... I was at church trying to get up after I put my shoes up because we were leaving. Got up and pushed my hand on a broken piece of, piece of glass. Didn't see it and it cut my hand open. And the funny thing was I was bleeding on both hands but on the left hand we wiped the blood off and there were no cuts. That was hilarious. Not at the moment. Yes, it was. That was kind of funny. <laughs> To wipe a hand off, and then there's a whole bunch of blood on it, and then there's no cuts. But you weren't laughing at the moment, though. I no. remember that. No, I wanted. I, now that I look at it, I would. I would have laughed. Yeah, you can laugh at it now, but your hand. Now, I, what I will give you props for is when we went to the emergency room uh, that day, um, in order for them to stitch your hand, because he had he had he had to get stitches from the bottom of his thumb. Yep, he had to get stitches here, bottom of his thumb, all the way down to the inside of his palm. And when we got to the emergency room, you weren't crying. You cried when you saw the blood. Right, I remember this. 
Because I think, I don't know, D.D., I don't remember how old you. He must have been about eight or nine. I was in pre-K on the like Were you pre-K? No, I mean kindergarten. Because I, I know we were playing. We were playing baseball, but you couldn't play. You were already playing baseball by then. And um, I was in pre-K. Okay. but I mean kindergarten. Maybe kindergarten. So when we went to the emergency room, they had to give, you know, you, in order to get stitches, you had to get shots to dead in the hand. And so the emergency room people were so friendly at Texas Children's, they gave him an iPad to look at and all of that stuff. And they actually gave him shots while he was looking at the iPad, and this dude didn't flinch at all. That's when I was like, man, I got a tough kid right here, man. I got a tough kid. And that's just one of the times you don't realize that when you're a baby, me and your mom took you to the emergency room, we didn't know why you were crying. You were hungry, and we didn't feed you enough. I'm sorry. So I'm so skinny. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so 13 years old, eighth grade. And everybody has big ideas and big dreams. I would like to know what your dream is. And I want uh, our audience and our listeners to know. Jeremiah has a dream. Um, what is his dream? Uh, the dream is to be the star MLB player. And if I don't make it, then I want to own a real estate company. Own oh, a real estate company. Wow. So let's let's talk about real estate, and I'm gonna double back on the MLB dream. What what about real estate piques your interest? I like houses, like big houses, and and make you can make a lot of money, and you also set your own schedule. Ah, I like that. Control of your time. Control of your time. Now this this baseball dream. Uh, so then, if, if that's your dream, then when you think about uh, the greatest players in your mind. Um, who are the greatest? Who are who are some of the greatest players that you say if I if I have a chance to emulate my game after them, then who are those players? Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is one of them. Yep, Mookie Betts is a five-two player. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Mike Trout is a five-two player. I don't know if he is still now. I know he's slowing down. Mike Trout is a five-two player. Who else? Um, Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis. Padres, right? Yeah, he's 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 hot right now. I think they just got better. I think they just got a new pitcher. Anybody else? No, that's really it. Yeah, you got that. So we got uh, Mookie Betts, and I think Mookie Betts may be your, is he your favorite player right now? Yes. Yeah, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis, all great players. Let's just dig a little deeper. Who, if, if you, if you, when you think about the landscape of the world and our society, and there's a problem that needs to be solved, what problem would you like to solve in the world? Social injustice. What do you mean? Um, white people being treated better in the court system than black people. Wow, wow. Have you have you seen that kind of happen before, even in your own lifetime? You've only been living 13 years. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but I've seen it all over the news. Do you have any examples? Um, when... It just had, oh, Jacob Blake was his name. Jacob. They dropped the charges on the police officer that shot him. He's not getting charged. It doesn't make sense. Because if if a black person does it, then, oh, my gosh, he's going to die. He's he's getting death row automatically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, it can be pretty extreme. There's, it's very clear that there are some differences in the way that we're treated. Uh, especially when you when you look at that that you know with the Jacob Blake shooting that there were no charges at all, which uh, signifies that 
um, that's they shooting care. at least at minimum that they don't care. Uh, but the other side is they say, you know, I guess that was justified. Like what they did was right was in the, within the rules. So then maybe we need to look at it from a standpoint of what do the rules look like? You know, what do the rules look like? That's that's deep. We're going to come back to some of that in a minute. Um, recently, you 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 had an injury that you were recovering from an injury, right? Um, tell tell us a story about about how that happened. So we were out playing a tournament and. I think it was Waller. Yeah, we were in Waller. Um, ten minutes away from PV. Um, <laughs> right across from Bucky's too. So you know, the the field was really nice. And then it was Sunday. It was a game to go to the championship. Um, we're winning. I'm doing extremely well, hitting the ball all over the place. And then I get to first, about to steal second. Then I just collapsed. Like, I just fell, and I had to crawl to the back because I was in so much pain. And I still didn't cry. Yeah, actually, you did not. Tough oh, guy. I said maybe one tear, but... I don't remember if you did. It was cold out there. I did. Coach Josh was like, don't let them see you cry. <laughs> Coach Josh is a good guy. He's a uh, guy that's over the uh, Texas Blue Chips Academy. Uh, so you, you had that. That was in December. Yes. And then we found out some other news uh, about you while we were out uh, during the COVID, the first part of COVID, the first wave of COVID, um, trampoline accident. Oh, that I naturally have high blood pressure. And how old are you, 13? Yes, 13. And so here, here's, here's a story. So you're over with your friends and y'all jump on trampoline, hit his head. We take him in because we think he's maybe concussed, but we want to make sure that he's okay and has no fractures. Um, and we discovered uh, that he has hypertension and that he's been operating with high blood pressure for we don't know how long. We don't know how long. And so how, what, what has it been like to try and manage that at the age of 13 where you're trying to manage, um, well, golly, I have hypertension. I have, to, I have to pay attention to my blood pressure. It gets stressful at times, but it doesn't feel like anything because I'm asymptomatic. So it's kind of scary because, like, my right now my blood pressure could be high, and I could just fall out, mm-hmm. not knowing what happened. So it gets scary, but I'm not scared of it because I'm not afraid of dying from high blood pressure. Wow, why not? Because. If I die, I don't want to die in any pain. Okay. Wow, that's heavy. That's heavy. And that's and that's something that we have to, uh, you know, really pay attention to because we have, you know, diet restrictions. Um, you know, we've cut, we've cut back on... Sugar. A lot of... Salt. Yeah, cut back a lot of sugar and a lot of salt. And so, um, I think we've, I think we've managed it pretty okay so far. I hope I'm not boring you. No, I'm just tired. <laughs> like, I know. The work is hard. Work is hard. So, so COVID has been tough, you know, especially when we found out we have the hypertension. So now we got to manage that, especially being an athlete. And then, you know, end of the year, you know, we're doing good. And then, boom, we go down with a with a uh, injury that's had you out. It's probably going to have you out for another couple of weeks till you get cleared with rehab. How have you, how have you handled adversity? Because I know there are people that will listen and people that are watching right now that, as a part of COVID for 2020 and then the first part of 2021, 
and then life in general always encounter adversity where things are going one way and then it turns and it gets tough. How have you been able to handle the adversity? What's been working for you? Um, trying to do the small things that I know I can do while I'm hurt. Because right now I'm at the point where I need, I need to do something. I can't sit down all day. That is physically impossible for me. Like I have to go outside every day. That's, I feel really sick. Mm-hmm. So then getting outside and doing some of those healthy things help you handle? Like even if it's like walking to the garage, I have to do it. I, well, I hope y'all, I hope y'all hear this. Um, from, from the 13 year old that even in the midst of adversity is not a place where you sit and do nothing. Like there's always something that you can do to prepare for when things are going to turn back around. So, so what are the things that you've been able to do, even though, you know, you can't really, we're not supposed to be running right now. Um, and so what are some things that you've been able to do during this adverse time? Um, right now at the moment, um, I'm, Able to walk again. Uh, I can shoot a basketball now. Did try that today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still be, I'm still able to throw baseball. Still able to swing the bat. And that's pretty much it. And I dig that. So even at adverse times, focus on what you can do. Mm. Yeah, and not worry about the rest. That's that's what's up. School in the pandemic. Uh, we went out for spring break and never went back. Uh, what what was what was what was the toughest part for you um, for the pandemic? Not being able to have a fun summer, like not being able to go places with friends and stuff. That was hard. Yeah, like what do we like? Do you tell them what what kind of stuff that we would we normally be doing in the summer? Normally, maybe we probably would have been in Dallas, or we would have been on vacation somewhere. Shout out to Dre and Rhonda. We would have been at Charles House probably because we in a tournament. Shout out right there. Uh, I know this summer, this past summer of 2020, I know we were preparing to go. Um, we've been talking about going to Memphis. Right. Um, can you tell them why we were going to Memphis? Going to the Lorraine Motel. Yeah. For you people out there, I hope you know what the Lorraine Motel is. That's the Civil Rights Museum where Dr. King was assassinated. It's the last place where he was alive. Um, um, so, yeah, we were going to go there. Uh, one of the things that, that I enjoy, one of my favorite my favorite memories, is when we went to did the, assass- the, the John Kennedy assassination tour. And that really piqued uh, a lot of our interest in looking and going to historical places where these things in American history have happened. And then maybe over time, you know, getting outside of these borders to go and checking out some history. Um, how did you do for online school? Tell me, tell me how you like that. At first, it was pretty good, but towards the middle and the end, it was extremely hard. What made it so tough? The workload, because the teachers would be uploading assignments at like ten at night, expecting us to be up doing assignments and turning them in by eight a.m. in the morning. I would didn't make sense so then my work would always be marked late because I'm not up at 10 at night doing work hmm my work my work 
hours are from eight to four. Because <laughs> I would get out of class at like two o'clock or eleven. You have work hours. I, I didn't know that. Uh, news news to parents. I don't know if your children have work hours. Clearly, mine has work hours. So, um, how how has it been now that you're back face to face in in school in person? How has that been now? It's a lot better. Like virtual is fun, but in person is a lot better because you get to interact with other people. How have your grades been looking? I hadn't seen. I hadn't looked at Skyward in a minute. All A's right now. Are they? Yeah. Verifying when we get off of this. That's a, that's for sure. I, I, I dig that. All A's. Student and an athlete. Let's let's dig into something. Um, a little light. New 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 segment. Word association. Word association. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you a word, and then you're gonna tell me the first thing that you think about. You ready for this? Yes. All right, all right. Here we go. And you can play along, too. You can play along, too. Yeah. First word. Food. Cookies and cream ice cream. Cookies and cream ice cream. My man, this is my son. This is my son. He don't like me to hug him. Give me a kiss. All right. <laughs> Steph Curry. All right. Here's another one. Books. Boredom. Boredom. Wow. I don't like reading. I mean, I do it, but I don't like to do it. But you've read a lot of books. Right. Um, of the books that you've read, what would you say has been your favorite one? Dear Martin. Dear Martin. Dear Martin. So, um, parents, if your kids have not read that book, Dear Martin is a good book. Um, diverse reading. You've also read... Um, Phil Knight's book. What was the name of that book? Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog. That's the founder of Nike. Are you about to finish reading? Um, get Out of Your Head. Get Out of Your Head. And when you finish reading that, then we're going to move to? The Blood of Emmett Till. The Blood of Emmett Till. Great reading. And what I appreciate about you is even though you don't really enjoy reading, you still do it. And you're still interested. The Blood of Emmett Till. Then after the blood of Emmett Till, we're going to the autobiography of Malcolm X. It's about that thick. I don't read Harry Potter books. No, it ain't Harry Potter, brother. Anyway. All right, next word, next word. School. Unclean water. <laughs> Unclean water. Shout out to Alvin. Oh, I said that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> girls. Dating. Got a girlfriend? Nope. Okay, I'll let you make it. All right. Basketball. Chef Curry. Steph, did you say Chef Curry? Yes, sir. Chicken? Noodle soup. <laughs> All right. Hip-hop. Andy Minio. Andy Minio. There it is again, Andy Minio. Um, baseball. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. <laughs> no, you're not. But they can hear you. <laughs> Don't shake it. All right. Last word. Family. Mom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Love. 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 That's what's up. All right. Appreciate you playing that, man. I appreciate that.
That was that was fun. Let's let's look into something a little more serious. We've talked a little bit about this. A lot is going on in the last seven to ten days in our country. Thirteen years old, young black teenager. What are your thoughts on some of the stuff that you've seen over the last several days? So, I'll start with the rioters at the Capitol on the 6th, right? On July the 6th, 6th. January 6th? January, sorry. Um, what they did was a sh- was just a shame. I wrote a letter about it today. Tell us about it. Hey, so I said, Dear Donald Trump, you need to accept the fact that you lost and get out of office. Presidents and politics is not made for you. Also, I wrote that, um, you need to stop dating Melania Trump or however you pronounce her name because she's like... They're not dating, that's his wife. I know, that's his wife, but the lady's like... 30, 40 years old, and he's like 70. She's young, but I don't think she's that young. Like, that doesn't make sense. And then, I <laughs> <laughs> also wrote that you need to control your... I can't, I don't want to say that word. What? Racist. That's okay. So I love him, because all Trump supporters aren't racist. All Trump supporters aren't racist. Racist supporters at the Capitol. And I and I signed it saying, sign Joseph R. Biden. So you forged the president elect's name. Yeah, I that's, did that's it. A, that's did a federal it. offense. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not bailing you out. Okay. I, I agree with you. Um, what 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 bothered you about that so much, particularly what happened at the Capitol? Cause it's a, it's honestly just funny. Cause it's a reflection of him. Wow. That's I, wow. Um, one of my favorite quotes comes from Remember the Titans and um, as the two linebackers were talking uh, he said this line attitude reflects leadership attitude reflects leadership so I, I can't I can't refute that and I agree with you um, and we, we know what the rhetoric is and I, I, I have to say the same that um, uh, Black Lives Matter protesters um were, are, and would have been treated so differently. And I don't think I'm preaching to the choir there. I think we know that now. It may be hard for people to admit, but I think that's just the truth. Here's an interesting thing. What are, we, what are they mad about? That they lost. That they, because they're mad that votes from, I believe it was Michigan, all of a sudden, like, 100,000 votes for Biden just popped up out of nowhere. So they recounted and said, yes, Joe Biden got these votes. And then they've done it like maybe like twice or three times or something like that. Yeah, they tried to do it in um, in Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Pennsylvania, Arizona. And it's still showing that he lost. All of this is just being immature and being a sore loser. Like, it's just ignorant. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's pretty foolish. Um, 
what what in, in in considering these things, like what do you and your friends talk about when you all have these kind of conversations? You know, at the lunch table with your mask on or in the classroom, like what what is, what are some of your your friends saying, or what do they have to say about it? That it's scary that police are shooting young black teens, like Trayvon Martin, right? Yeah. He got shot because he had a toy gun. No, that was um. Wait. Trayvon, Trayvon, that was Tamir Rice. Rice. That was Tamir Rice. I get, I get them too confused. It's enough to get them confused. Then he got shot because he had a toy gun. Like, if me and Renee walk outside, sure, um, cop rolls by, with and we're like playing with Nerf guns outside. Boom! I get shot. We, both of us get shot. We're playing with the Nerf gun. Meanwhile, knowing knowing that it has the orange tip on it to show that it's not a real gun. Hmm. I, I want y'all to I want y'all to just really hear this. Because this is what a lot of our teens are really thinking and are concerned about, that this stuff can actually happen to them. Um, that this is what my wife and I go to bed with. If our son is not here when he's out of our presence, that we actually think that this stuff can actually happen to him. Um, some of you all know my story that I've been um, roughed up, handcuffed, thrown in the back of uh, police cars um, most of the time, driving while black. I've had armed police officers with their guns drawn on me uh, over their cars um, with my hands up walking backwards. My life is in danger. These are real things. And I've had conversations with friends of mine that are white that haven't had to deal with that. These are These are realities. That, that we have to deal with. And, you know, having to, one, say this is nothing to be afraid of because when you're doing what's right, you should be okay. Yet at the same time, being aware that you may not be treated like somebody of another color. And that's, that's a hard reality to deal with, but that is what America has been to us. Um, and, and that's just the truth. And I'm hoping that we're turning the corner. Um, one of the things that bothers me is... I, I, and when I, when I think about the images that I saw on January 6th with armed people going to the Capitol, can I take my AR and feel confident enough that uh, I'm not going to get drawn down on, let alone shot and killed? Um, Miriam, I can't think of her last name. I think she uh, was having a a mental breakdown of some sort and ran ran into a capital barricade and they shot that lady in the street. So until America, until we decide to address the these things for the purpose of change, because I'm not I'm no longer gonna inform and that kind of thing. I'm down to have the conversations. But until we address these things and say this is exactly what is happening and that policy needs to change because ultimately what we're talking about is legislate legislating morality. And you can't really change a person's heart. But you can change policy. Everything that we have as a people has come as a result of legislation. And yet and still we have these ideas and thoughts because they're still happening uh, to our community. That's, that's heavy stuff. But dad is here with you and uh, we're going to be all right. Um, and ultimately um, God is in control of it all. And, and he'll, he's going to continue to take care of us. How, how did you, speaking of God, how did you, do you remember uh, when you accepted Jesus Christ? Like, do you remember your salvation experience or anything surrounding that? Because you were pretty young. 
No, I don't remember anything about accepting Jesus, but I do remember being baptized. What What do you remember about being baptized? Um, that uh, we were in the church and everybody was looking at me all weird. I was confused. <laughs> do you remember who baptized you? Do you know? I th don't say it. Don't say it. I think I, I think I do. I know one. I'm not certain of the other. No, it was Reverend Washington. I think it was Reverend Washington and one of the deacons. I know who the deacon was. Uncle James. No, nah, it wasn't Uncle James. It was um, Brother Wallace. It was Brother Wallace. I don't know if you remember Brother Wallace. You had to see him. But it was Brother Wallace. Oh, was the dark dude? All of them was just about dark. No, like, he was like my type dark. I think so, kind of. He was buff. Yeah, real. Yeah. Yeah, Brother Wallace. Yeah. Um, you're a church kid. You're going to church, riding with me for a while, sitting in the front rows and all that stuff. What's one of your favorite things about church? Or what are your favorite things about church? Um, when the people in the back start yelling, because it is hilarious. It gets hilarious sometimes. <laughs> yeah, what you mean? What, what do you mean, people in the back yelling? Like, the, um, like, like when people catch the Holy Spirit, like sometimes, like it'll be cool because like they'll start like jumping around and stuff, and then you have the crazy people in the back that just start yelling out of nowhere. <laughs> like what kind of stuff? Like who do you remember yelling? What kind of stuff do you remember um, hearing? Brother Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, tell tell us about uh, uh, brother. For for context, I'm gonna say Carl Scott. And if you know who I'm talking about, put it in the chat. But what we'll call what we'll call Scott? Pastor's Carl Scott. He's in Mansfield. Pastor's Carl, Carl Scott. What we what we say? Always be in the far right corner saying, "Say it, Pastor." Say it, Pastor. What else would he say? Come on, he got one. Say it. Pre. <laughs> Preach, Pastor. That's my man, Carl Scott. I love you. Yeah. Um. Church kids, what do you have? A, um, do you have a favorite uh, Bible verse? Yes, Philippians four thirteen. Do you know what it says? Yes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why does that get? Why does that come up as your favorite scripture? Because you can use it daily, and it's so inspirational. How? What does it inspire you to try and do? If anything, I put my mind to. Anything you put your mind to, that's a, that's a good deal. Mom just screamed, preach. Thanks, Mom. Shout out to Mom. All right, last question. And I appreciate you all for being here. Last question. You have an opportunity now to speak to um, any young people that are listening or that are watching uh, who may be struggling in this pandemic or just struggling in life um, and need some inspiration and encouragement. What I'd like for you is to give the people that are watching, the people that are listening, young or old, uh, some words of encouragement. Uh, from you. Talk to the people. Learn how to do things yourself because everybody isn't your friend. That's it? That's 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 pretty strong. Uh, and I know that's typically what you tend to do. Wow. Learn to do things yourself. Everybody is not your friend. I appreciate that. I'm going to take that. Um, I hope you all have enjoyed this time. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew um, that this was going to be fun uh, because he's my son and I love him and I'm proud of you 
Uh, I look forward to what God has for you in your life. Um, we're only scratching the surface. Um, like many of your coaches have said, your ceiling is so high. Um, and you and Jaden have the best of whatever me and your mom are. And, you know, I just hope that we're around to see y'all do something special. We've already seen some great stuff. And I want y'all to keep your eye on this kid um, because whatever God has for him is going to be outstanding. And uh, I'm here to affirm it, and I'm here to put it in the atmosphere that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men the good thing that God has for Jeremiah Brooks Brown. Thanks for coming on, bro. Um, when you get an opportunity, please go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Motivated by JB. Um, soon, hopefully before the year is out, these two young kids coming back um, will we'll have their own channels on there, uh, giving their inspiring words and funny things and all of that great stuff. Um, so, so please go subscribe. I am uploading old content and constantly uh, loading uh, some newer content so that you can always go and look at it. But please go to YouTube and subscribe, and then tell your friends to subscribe, and then tell your mom and them to subscribe. You can also find Not Too Preachy on all podcast platforms, and so this one, be, this one will be loaded up before the week is over. So all of Not Too Preachy episodes are on the podcast platforms, however you listen to them. I'm Jason Brown. I am a certified... Whoa, one more thing. One more Get thing. your merch. They forgot to cop the merch. But the store is closed, so if you didn't cop the merch, if you didn't cop the merch, you missed your window. You missed your window. But, 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 I got some new stuff coming. I'm going to say these two words for the new stuff coming. Well done. No, that's the the current stuff. That's always what it is. The new stuff coming. Uh, Vibrate higher. That's all I'm going to say. Vibrate higher. Y'all going to like it. Trust me. That's okay. But you're going to like it. You're going to like it. Think on things above. Vibrate higher. Um, If you need a speaker... Uh, you need a trainer, you need a life coach, I'm your guy. So reach out to me through Facebook or email me, or you can go to the website, 4142.com. Um, but I'm easy to find. Uh, you can reach out to me on the YouTube channel, however. Uh, but I'm your guy. I like talking to young people, and I like serving with people who are serving young people because I want us to grow and develop, to do more, and to be more. Um, that's it. I don't have anything else. You have anything? Mm-hmm. Nothing? I'm coming next week. Oh, there it is. There's the announcement. <laughs> There's the announcement. You, oh, you don't want to miss that one. There's the announcement. Jaden L. Brown <laughs> will be in this chair next week. I promise you, you don't want to miss that one either. After Jaden, though, after Jaden, I'm preparing for a new series called Does Jesus Care? Does Jesus Care? And we're going to cover about four or five areas where I believe that the scripture shows us that Jesus does care. And it's going to be interesting and it might be slightly controversial, so you want to stick around. And yes, we are going to deal with the question, does Jesus care about social justice? But next week, Jaden Brown in the chair at the table on Not Too Preachy. You don't want to miss that. That's all we have for tonight. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And, um... Watch out for flying monkeys. Watch out for flying monkeys. Peace, y'all.